Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakers Silver Screen and Roll podcast. This is Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. We are back, Alex. I took a couple weeks off there, uh, but we're back, and we're back on a game night, on a night where the Lakers beat the Spurs 129-102. So, Alex, how have you been? Been good, man. I've heard uh, you had some fun this past weekend, right? Yeah, I, w- I was in Miami for the Super Bowl for for my 9-5, to five, and uh, I mean, my, it was my first time in Miami, and uh, it's fantastic, dude. It's It's a great time. I just wanted to eat and drink as much coffee as possible, so I I did that. Mark that off the checklist. Coffee? Is that what you said? You Lots of you coffee. Eat. Cuban <laughs> coffee. Lots of Cuban coffee. I'm addicted. Nice. I'm having withdrawals. I've been back in California for three days, and uh, I'm having coffee withdrawals. Awesome. Like I, I joked with Harrison last week that uh, you left us to go on this little mini vacation, but... Uh... Sounds like it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but I mean, I'm not going to complain about working in Miami for the Super Bowl. So, um, also, congratulations to you and a lot of, I'm sure, listeners to this podcast who are Dodger fans because we're recording here on Tuesday night. The Dodgers just acquired Mookie Betts from the Red Sox and David Price, and the Red Sox are paying half of David Price's contract, and you didn't have to give up any of your top <laughs> prospects. This is a... First class robbery felony, man. Congratulations to all you Dodgers. Oh, man. I uh, thank you so much. It feels like uh, I just won a championship as I was following this this go down today. And uh, I am pumped. Like, besides just Mookie, everything you mentioned, the David Price contract, who they had to give up. They didn't give up Lux. They didn't give up May. They had to give up Verdugo, which sucks, and Peterson in another trade, and Maeda. But um, yeah, I mean, they couldn't have, I think, done better in this this trade, and I'm just so happy to excited to watch this group. But Ballinger and Betts lineup is just insane. So putting it into basketball terms, I was trying to think about it. I was trying to make a comparison. This is like if the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis without giving up Ingram and all the draft picks, and without giving up. Um, I mean, I would say they gave up Lonzo, and then they gave up like I don't know Rondo. And and then the Pelicans gave you AD, and they threw in Drew Holiday, like on top of that. Like I was just trying to make a comparison because this is an absolute steal. Yeah, I was trying to do the same thing earlier in Slack. I was trying to like think of an NBA comparison to for this trade, and I'm guessing the closest thing would be like the Toronto uh, Spurs trade for Kawhi Leonard because Leonard was on the last year of his deal, and Toronto kind of took a gamble on him just to to see if they can win championship, and they did, and they didn't really have to give up anything besides DeRozan. So I think that's probably the closest thing I can think of where it was like a yeah. one year left on a superstar deal and then not really have to give up too much. So, But yeah, I mean, uh, to get a player like Mookie Betts, who's probably like a top five position player in the league for, I don't know, like Verdugo and, and some major leaguers, like, I think that's a home run deal. It's such a home run deal. Um but to get back to basketball, um, the Lakers now win their second in a row. Um, obviously, they um, played a lot better today than they did the last time they were at Staples Center. Probably excusable because of 
the honoring of Kobe Bryant last Friday night. Um, I'm sure you guys have all talked about that in the last week or so. That really put a to talk about Miami. Um, it just kind of goes to show you how big of a superstar Kobe Bryant really was when the Super Bowl honors him before the game. And then literally, dude, I will tell you all week on Radio Row, Kobe Bryant was a story. Kobe Bryant, from the moments that happened on Sunday until they honored him on Sunday a week later, Kobe Bryant was the story all throughout an NFL event. So that that just goes to show you how how big of a superstar in the sports and celebrity world that Kobe Bryant was. It was really interesting because I really I knew it was a big story, but I didn't expect it to take over for an NFL event, which it, it totally did. Yeah, and like as someone like I work at a, a school as for my day job and um, a lot of teachers and students and uh, faculty just talk were talking about him that, that whole this whole past week and it, it, it he just transcends I think just sports and it more kind of the city in general and kind of the whole world like everybody was talking about him and it was kind of cool just to see all these different people come out and share these stories about Kobe and not just sports people but like Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and just different types of people from different media outlets and yeah like this touched and affected a lot of people from a lot of different countries and um jobs and just everything in general so yeah it's it was crazy to see this um i'm hoping now that you know obviously it's going to be on the lakers mind all the time because when players come in and play their first game at staples center against the lakers you know like lillard dropped 50 some points and for a while there today it looked like DeRozan was going to have one of those nights tonight someone just the players are going to come in extra motivated to play in kobe's house and um, obviously tonight the Lakers were victorious over the Spurs, so not like the Blazers uh, on Friday. But I just think it's their Lakers. They always get teams' best shots, anyways. I think when teams get up to play the Lakers, you know, every single night. But now teams coming to Staples Center to play the Lakers, I think they're going to get you know extra motivated for incoming visiting teams. But I think for the Lakers now, the more this goes on, it's going to be become a little bit more normal for them. And I think tonight was a good indication of that because LeBron absolutely exploded there in the fourth quarter, scored 19 points in the four, in the fourth, finished with 36, finished six of nine from threes, um, didn't get a triple-double or anything like that, but 36 points for LeBron, most of it coming in the fourth quarter. It was really, really good to see LeBron get back and have a game like that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of the first game since the Kobe tragedy that it felt close to being normal and i think the lebron fourth quarter has been like the most fun in a game or like a a, like a few minutes stretch in a game since that happened and yeah he just he was fantastic tonight and um there was like a two three minute stretch in the fourth where he just hit like three or four threes in a row and that was just insane like i like usually lebron's jumper hasn't been the greatest this year or last two years but he was on tonight, and that's a big part of his game that the Lakers are going to need him to to continue to do because the Clippers, and specifically, uh, they kind of forced him to shoot in their last game. So a lot of defense are going to play him for that jumper, and if he can prove that he can make it consistently, that's just a big-time thing for this team and their spacing, this offense. So I think overall their energy was really good tonight defensively and on the glass. Like They out-rebounded them by 30, that's which crazy. is just really unheard of. Um, as of this moment, 
No one has been traded on the Lakers. And if you're listening to this podcast, we Silver Screen and Roll will have a NBA trade deadline podcast. So we're really not going to get into like talking about who should go, who should stay, blah, blah, blah. Because obviously things can literally change by the time you hear this. But as of right now on Tuesday night at 9.15 at night, at 9.20 at night, uh, Kuzma's still on the team. But tonight was a game that almost frustrated me to the point because like if Kyle Kuzma played like he played tonight and I'm not even talking about the box score I'm talking about the energy I'm talking about the hustle the rebounding like if he does that night in night out he can like the Lakers will not get a return that equals what he did tonight if they trade Kyle Kuzma I think tonight is the kind of performance that Laker fans I know especially myself would want to see Kuzma be consistent at you know, give us that hustle. Give us that the extra effort on the rebound. Be able to guard LaMarcus Aldridge, a big man, and kind of kind of close him out a little bit. Like tonight was a really good thing to see, but I wonder if it was a little too little too late because obviously the trade deadline's on Thursday. Yeah, this is the Kuzma we've been waiting for, right? Like not just the scoring, like you said, but just the rebounding and the hustle and just he looks very active and he looks engaged and a part of what they're doing out there where earlier in the season he was just kind of floating around trying to pick his spots. But tonight it looked like – I think the big difference between like his last couple games and before is like he is making that extra effort to to make things happen, not not wait until someone else does something for him or creates for him. He's mm-hmm. going to hit the glass. He's trying to get that extra position to get either a tip in or just an extra rebound for his teammates. And this is the energy we've been kind of waiting for. And I do kind of question if it's a little – little too late like you said but um i mean his rebounding has been fantastic the last two games like he's not he hasn't been the greatest rebounder since entering the league but double digit rebounds again tonight with 12 four offensive rebounds a couple of assists like this is the type of game that this team has been waiting for him to see like this type of performance so like you said i with his contract the way it is it's going to be hard to to trade him for equal value at this point and uh, Robert Covington just got traded to Houston, according yeah. to Woj. So um, that was one guy I, I kind of had my eye on in terms of a potential Kuzma trade. So it just goes to show you the options out there are the greatest. And I at this point, I would be surprised if he does get traded. Yeah, I don't think the return on investment is going to get you much. I really don't. like because Are you really going to trade Kyle Kuzma and package him to get Marcus Morris and that's going to be your difference maker? Like, is that really what the Lakers need. I feel like they're kind of good on the front end of the backcourt. It's the back end of the, you know, it's the point guard position where they're a little iffy. I could really love to see Rajon Rondo never shoot a shot for the rest of the season. Like That would be great. You know, it was Rondo. I think he had like nine assists tonight. He can still do things, but nobody wants to see him take jump shots anymore. Um, but yeah, you just said this trade, uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, a four-team trade agreement. So we could just unpackage this real quick. Uh, Houston is going to get Robert Covington. Atlanta is going to get Clint Capella and Nene. The Timberwolves are going to get Malik Beasley, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Evan Turner. And the Hawks are going to get a first-round pick uh, from the Nets. And the Nuggets are going to get Gerald Green. So there you go. Clint Capella and Robert Covington probably the first big names to be traded this off this season 
and in terms of the Lakers, like, do you see this type of move impacting the playoff race or their competition, either in terms of Houston with Covington now or Denver, who gets expiring contracts and a first rounder? I wouldn't be surprised if they flip what they just got in another deal. So um, I'm not sure. Do you think this puts Houston? Does this make them stronger? Or worse? I don't. I don't know. I don't think trading Clint Capella for Robert Covington makes them better. Like I just don't see it. They're definitely smaller, so that's something. Um, and the Lakers, I I just put everything into the Lakers' perspective because there's reports that the Clippers are worried about the Lakers' uh, size in the playoffs, so they're trying to go get a big man. So it's kind of like a reverse of what I think teams would do because the Lakers' biggest strength, you have AD, you have uh, Dwight Howard, and you have JaVel McGee, who both played well today, and no one can match up with the Lakers in that front. Yeah, I think I I think they are trying to do, like, I don't think they can ever match up physically with the Lakers in terms of size. So I think they might be going the opposite direction where they can maybe try to play those guys off the court by just going five five out. And just completely spacing the like a Dwight Howard or McGee out to the perimeter, so maybe that's their idea. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if this puts them like over the top. I think it makes them tougher, like on the perimeter for sure. Cummington's a really good defender; he's a good three point shooter, and does add that wing defense they've kind of been needing. But um, I'm interested to see what Denver does now, because like I said, the expiring contracts and a first round pick now. I'd, I'd be curious to see what they do there, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, but I think the Lakers and Clippers are really heads and shoulders over the other teams in the West right now. So I think, in terms of those teams, I don't see a huge deal happening. Just kind of cleaning up around the edges and adding those last few pieces. Um, you were kind of big on Robert Covington when we talked about um, possible trade scenarios for Kyle Kuzma a couple weeks back. Um, is there anybody else right now that? I mean, I already mentioned Marcus Morris, and I know he said we weren't going to do trade deadline stuff, but this came down right now. So, <laughs> is there anybody else out there right now that you would, that you could actually, that you would trade Kuzma for? You know, like those guys that we had in mind, those guys are kind of off the table now, like Covington. And it sounds like Derek Rose doesn't really want to get out of Detroit at this stage. And I don't think that's very likely at this point either. A Kuzma trade for Derek Rose. So, I, I don't know, like uh, maybe Bogdanovich or something with Sacramento if they circle back to that and see what's up with that. But I, I think at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they just wait till the buyout market and get a guy like Collison for free. Maybe a guy like Marvin Williams from the Hornets. I think that's a would be a nice get if he gets bought out. And if Iguodala doesn't get traded, you know, like <laughs> it's not for sure thing at this point. He does get traded. I, th- I would still put money on that. He does. I think someone will offer up something and Memphis will just be happy to get whatever they can get for him. But if he doesn't get traded, like we already know that locker room are, are not fans of his. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets bought out and maybe the Lakers get lucky and he gets, he becomes available all of a sudden. Is there any way to get Iguodala and Collison or do they only have room for one? But they could always cut like multiple players. Like, so they could cut like a guy like Troy Daniels or even a guy like DeMarcus Cousins and make room. So it's just a matter of if they want to cut people to make roster spots. But um, I think last time I checked, they're completely full in terms of roster spots. That's why a Kuzma trade did kind of make sense because you would have to send out multiple uh, players to, to kind of aggregate enough money 
to match contracts. So like a guy like Covington, you would ha- kind of have to do like a three for one type deal and then fill out those empty roster spots with a guy like uh, Collison or uh, Williams or Iguodala. So it, yeah, it's just another kind of wrinkle they have to deal with in the front offices uh, across the league have to deal with the next couple of days. Going back to tonight, though, and kind of like it kind of goes hand in hand talking about Kyle Kuzma. Um, he did go for 18 points and 12 rebounds tonight. Um, do you think that this type of performance can like show Kyle Kuzma that we made such a big deal about his jump shot in the offseason and we wanted him to be an improved three point shooter, an, impo- an improved jump shooter? Um, is this something, a game like tonight? where maybe you just kind of switch it up and you're like, yeah, yo, I'm kind of big. I can get points in the paint. I can drive it in. I can play this way and be a lot more successful for this current roster where I'm not going to get 24 shots a game like I did last year. And I'm not going to get 20 shots a game like I did when AD was hurt. So can you see Kuzma kind of playing this way and making the Lakers better in that way? I hope so. Like, I, I think you bring up a good point. Like, when you're the third option, you're not going to get those touches or shot attempts. Like, he just got 11 attempts tonight. Like, thankfully, he was 7 for 11, so he made the most of it. But he's not going to be getting a ton of attempts every single night. So I hope that he sees performances like these last two games. And I hope the coaching staff and his teammates kind of praise him for for this. But just putting that extra effort in on the glass, defending hard and I, th- I think his effort level overall has been, these last two games, the best it's been all year. And that could be because of the deadline coming up and him knowing that if he wants to stay on the team, like, he's got to prove that, like, he, he's a part of this and he could contribute and not to be traded and stuff like that. But if this is the Kuzma we get for the rest of the year into the playoffs, I mean, that's a guy you definitely want to keep because he does unlock a lot in terms of letting AD go to the five because he... He can guard multiple positions, the four, the three, even uh, some twos at some point. So I think Kuzma, I think, was always going to be a big part of this team, like a big like a swing player and, and a guy who can really unlock a lot of things. So this is the type of effort they need from him, not just the scoring, but the playmaking, the rebounding, and the defense. Yeah, 100%, man. And I was just looking at this game log. And if there's any way where Kyle Kuzma starts averaging double-digit rebounds, that's a whole game-changer in and of itself. Like, he got 15 against the Blazers and 12 tonight. That would be that would be extremely, like, a game-changer for the Lakers. So, um, I just don't like messing with the team that's in first place in the West with that chemistry. Because you never know if you bring in a personality like Morris, you never know what that's going to do to your locker room. I feel like this is one of the most cohesive units I've ever seen the Lakers have, even when they were successful. You know, there was always drama between Kobe and somebody or Kobe being like the top, top dog, being the alpha. Um, but this Lakers team just feels different, you know? Obviously, it's AD and LeBron's team, but I just feel like their cohesion and their the way they all get kind of seem to get along off the court is a big reason why this team is being so successful on the court. You know, their, their bench is not very deep. You know, they play a lot of guys. I mean, everybody played tonight. Again, every single player played tonight. And, I mean, if you look at the Clippers bench and you look at the Lakers bench, clearly you know which one's better. So I just feel like their cohesion is such a big part of this team. I would be a little weary of breaking that up. No, definitely. And that's I think that's something this front office has definitely got to 
keep in consideration. Like you said, this the chemistry for this team is unbelievable, and it's one of the best kind of locker rooms and just tight-knit groups that I've seen in a lot of years. And it's crazy because a lot of these guys weren't teammates before this, and a lot of them are just one-year type deal guys, and they just all came together like perfectly. So as much as we do want to improve like a, the point guard position or adding an extra wing defender, there could be a trade-off in terms of that chemistry and kind of making messing up this cohesion that this team has kind of built up these first, like, almost halfway through the year, past halfway point of the year. And, like, again, it's like you have to kind of consider how much slightly upgrading at a position, if that's worth uh, the maybe the negatives that come with the locker room. Now, a lot of stuff. maybe maybe Lakers Twitter is going to be like, hey, are you guys dumb? Do you guys not remember Kyle Kuzma's trainer talking trash about LeBron? And all that drama. Like, I don't forget that. I just feel like it wasn't that big a deal. Like, as and, as much as, like, Twitter tried to make it out to be. I mean, it sounds like they, they got past it. But, you know, anytime you kind of... You give LeBron or the, the front office a reason to trade you, like, that they have an out. You know, they have a reason why they can let you go. Or I, I mean, at the end of the day, they, this team needs to win now. Like, either this year or next year. Like, LeBron's not getting any younger, and Anthony Davis, we hope that he stays, but there's always a possibility he leaves, and they don't have that many assets to get better. Kuzma is the last guy they can trade to get anything. So if they do trade Kuzma, they got to be sure, like, that person coming back in is going to be the missing piece. They're going to put you over the top, and I think that's something that the front office really needs to consider the next couple days. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, when you put it in those terms, like, it's really about winning this year. Like you kind of put all your chips in this basket, and and on on this hand, and you gotta go and you gotta get it this year because like worst case scenario for the Lakers is if Anthony Davis leaves, mm-hmm. like there is no replacing that. And I don't care where you know, like there is no way of replacing that in one off season. So yeah, you're right. You have to make sure that if you do trade your final you know trade piece away, that it's gonna make the difference. And I just don't think it's out there. I don't think that piece is out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Like, I think every, any any type of move they can get, like even like a Marcus Morris, like he's an upgrade, right? Like he's at this stage of his career, he's a better three point shooter. He's probably a better defender, rebounder. Like he's better, but at the same point, at the same time, how much better is he? Is that enough of an upgrade to to mess with any kind of locker room stuff? And maybe Kuz isn't the greatest locker room guy either. Like he's the youngest guy on the team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe he doesn't fit in, but I, I don't know. Like, is Marcus Morris that missing piece? Like, is he going to put you over the top enough to trade your last kind of tradable asset now and going forward? Like, who still has another year on his deal? He's still really cheap. It's like, you're still going to want that type of contract onto your books around these two superstars. So, I don't know. Like, I can't think of another player out there really who could change like be a game changer in that sense and i think their best shot is maybe just staying pat and seeing what if, what's available at the buyout market yep and like i said we weren't going to talk trades but look at us talking trades this whole episode <laughs> uh i'm alex padilla at alex padilla 86 he's alex regla at alex m regla on twitter if you want to check us out there uh tonight the lakers win 129 102 over the spurs they improved to 37 and 11, still first in the West by a three-game margin as of Tuesday night. 
Um, I think the I think there's gonna be a lot of crazy trades in the NBA. I don't think I don't think the Lakers will be part of a crazy one. Um, but you know, or 38 and 11, not 37 and 11 on the Lakers record. So, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Alex, um, the Lakers take on. I just saw their schedule, and now I'm drawing a blank on who they play next. On Thursday, they play the Rockets without Clint, oh. without Clint Capella and with Robert Covington. Robert Covington. So yeah. there we go. We'll see how that game goes. Um, they have four games left before the All Star break. That obviously LeBron will be the captain for, wearing number two on that team. They play the Rockets at the Warriors, who may or may not have D'Angelo Russell. We'll see what happens there. But I don't think that Wolves trade is happening anymore. But we'll see. And then the Suns and at the Nuggets before the All-Star break. Um, We'll be back in three games. And we do this every week. We should start keeping tabs of our records. I think we're pretty good. Like I I don't really remember. I know I'm bad. We talked after a loss. I know I'm bad at predicting. Uh But when the Lakers play Tuesday... I think they've only lost once while we recorded. Was it, was it opening night? Like I, I don't oh, know if we recorded was that night or no, not. No, it was definitely opening night. That was one of them. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to think. I know I did one with Sabrina, and I'm wondering if they won or lost that game. I can't okay. remember. But I don't remember. <clears throat> there might be one other loss of our record on Tuesday nights. So Lakers should play Tuesdays all the time. For sure. And it makes it easier for us to yeah. Figure out things to talk about for sure. Their next Tuesday game is the 25th against the Pelicans. So, another good one. All right. So, before, you know, next time we talk, do you think the Lakers do make a trade? Like, how <laughs> do you think they make a trade or they don't? Make I don't a think trade? they make a trade. Okay. What about you? I, I think they do. I think they make a really small one. Like, I think maybe they trade. Like, I, I, I still think Troy Daniels is kind of the odd man out i think either he gets cut or he gets traded in like a really small type deal okay i'm not sure what that deal is um but i i can see him him and maybe like another guy packaged together for just like a marginal i don't know like a bellinelli type player or something like that but um i i I, it's always fun when they do make a trade bellinelli made some shots tonight i i was looking at his box score (laughs) he's another guy who probably had a nice little audition he was three for three from downtown. Still got that, like that silky smooth three point shot, man. And he's just bigger. Like I think the team just needs a little more like size, on, like in their backcourt and the wing. And or Lamarcus he, Aldridge to actually play. Yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge. What has happened to him? Or at least tonight, seven points. Anthony Davis played great defense on him tonight. I thought like, even Kuzma really uh, put a body on him a couple times. Yeah, um, that was very interesting. I don't think they make a trade. But you say a small trade. I think they make a small trade, and I think uh, Collison is the guy. They, that's the guy I think they really need to add at some point, either whenever he decides he's going to come back. It would be nice to add Collison so we can get some more uh, some more point guards to mix in there. And Rondo still play more minutes than him. Oh, God. Or they play <laughs> together and they just go super small or something. You know ridiculous. that's going to happen, man. You know it's going to happen where they get Collison <laughs> and somehow Rondo's still going to get 20 minutes a game and Caruso's going to go from 10 minutes to 5 minutes. Oh, God. Is he hurt still? Like, how did he play 10 minutes tonight? I don't know. He keeps showing up on, like, the injury report as, like, questionable or probable. So I think he's still battling something. Yeah, like, Quinn Cook got 4 minutes, Caruso got 10, and Rondo got 21 tonight. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, and he didn't even play well. 
I don't know, but enough. We had, there's enough complaining about Rondo on this podcast network. We don't need to add to it tonight. But um, all right, we'll be back next Tuesday. We'll see you how the Lakers look next Tuesday. It could be a very different team or it could not be a different team. Um, but they'll play three more games, uh, Rockets, Suns, and Nuggets. No, Warriors, Warriors, excuse me. So, uh, all right, Alex, we will talk to everybody next week. And thank you very much. Great, thank you.